0: Hello and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. This is a podcast about the church and for the church. I'm Connor. I'm here with Mike, and we are joined by a really special guest today. That's Alex Strauch. And so we are just uh, really excited to have him on the podcast. Alex is a, a great brother and a great friend uh, to us, and he's been kind to be on the podcast before. Uh, he's helped the church in a lot of ways by thinking about uh, eldership and the church and and deacons and many other things. So uh, Alex, thanks for being with us today. This is my joy. We are uh, very excited to have you. So let me pass it to you, Mike, and you can um, tee us up and kind of get us going where we want to go with the podcast today.
1: All right. Well, first, Alex, it's good to be with you. I know I've spoken with you other times this week. Uh, you are such an encourager to me. And I know many around the world are have been blessed by how God has used you with biblical eldership resources. And so we're just really thankful. I'm thankful for you that I know I can call you or email you and ask you questions. I know you've helped Grace Church of Orange mm-hmm. immensely with uh, with questions that we've had over the years. And today I have two questions for you, okay? And one is a, the first is a question that I've been asking people because it's been on my heart so much. And then the second one will be a bit of an open-ended question um, for you in terms of your ministry now. But the first question is this. It has to do with, you know, when we're talking, even here at the Shepherd's Conference, about shepherding the remnant. And we think about shepherding the flock of God, and we think about those running with us in Christ, and we're going through the highs and lows and ebbs and flows of life, and it's just an encouragement, even if we go through struggles. But then there's the element of the flock that are maybe wayward or wandering or even resistant to being shepherded. I want want you to talk to us specifically about how do you shepherd the professing Christian where you might not see a lot of, a lot of uh, signs of life and you wonder if there's a pulse?
2: Well, the Lord Jesus spoke of that, the, the 99. Uh, the real shepherd goes after that person. And how do you do that? Well, there's a number of ways. One of my favorite ways, and I do this with a lot of men, in fact, I did it at breakfast this morning with six men. I take people to lunch. Some, something about around foods, relax, I might not even bring up the subject of the Lord and that just their family, what they're doing. So I do a lot over lunch or dinner. We also like to have people to our home. Another thing is if I know they're not going to come to my home, I ask them, would you like to hike? Maybe Saturday we take a hike together. And we have the beautiful Platte river, which is only about a mile from my house. And you walk along the Platte river. I give my friend, here's my second pair of binoculars and I tell them about all the different, many varieties of ducks there are and birds. The other day we saw a bald eagle, beautiful. So just relax, don't, don't try to pressure the person. It's about being approachable, mm-hmm. friendly, and here's the big thing, Mike, they can spot immediately if you're genuine or you're just doing the religious thing, you know? Mm-hmm. You're getting paid to do this. Che- another uh, thing, check off on your list, they got to call me. So it's being genuine, real, and it all comes back to loving people and being interested in them and feeling
1: a deep sense of passion for them because they're on the wrong path. Right, amen. Well, you know what's interesting? Um, I didn't know that about you, about the hiking and, and the uh, binoculars and what have you. We So we have hiking trails right near my house. If you're ever out in Orange, we're gonna go on a hike together. I'm gonna
2: bring my binoculars.
1: And bring your binocs. But here's the thing, that um, I could maybe show them a hawk, but what we're often being able to show them is a rattlesnake. That's, so that's good, we have them there too. You got, yeah. and, and in Colorado, you got the, the really scary ones. You get the scare. Well, they're all scary. They're all scary. But you got those scary After they ones bit there. you, it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I often think like I'm, I'm I'm watching the ground all the time, thinking, Lord, you know, but please help me not be bit today. Yeah. You know, and I've lived there 11 years and haven't been bit yet. Praise the Lord. So one more follow up on that first question. Let us let me give you a scenario. There's a man in your church. You've shepherded and, and pastored for so long. There's a man in your church. He, he comes periodically. His families, his wife and kids are there while he often is absent, but he loves to go to lunch with you, and he loves you to spend time with him. Mm-hmm. He loves you to encourage him, but he just can't ever get over the hump of, really loving the Lord so much that he would get into the word and get involved with the ministry and show up at church on a regular basis. What do you say to guys like this?
2: Well, first of all, I will not go on endlessly with that because basically I'm just being used by him. And if I don't see any interest beyond what I think in his case is uh, acceptable, I just don't have that much time for I don't have endless time. So there might be a point at which I just start backing off yes
1: okay so that's
2: one of the big problems we all have i mean you got yeah you can spend your time with so many people troubled people i always say troubled people bring you trouble and you get in trouble with them Mm -hmm. there's a point at which you go you know i don't want to neglect the people who are really looking for growth in that
1: so when you said that, uh, you know, obviously this is not a video podcast, but I did a big fist pump in the air yeah. and you noticed that. And the reason why is because we've been talking about this question and I know that I've had a tendency to go on and on with that and mm-hmm. to just keep thinking, uh, the you know, it's almost like gambling, right? Mm-hmm. The next, the next roll of the dice will, 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 will win, you know? And it's like, I keep thinking this person's going to turn back to the Lord and you see no evidence, you see no mm-hmm. Uh, excitement for the Lord, then they're using you. And maybe they're checking the box off to tell their spouse, I met with the pastor. Well, I
2: I have limited time also. And I remember many, many years ago, I think everyone goes through this. You have a big heart, compassionate, you're merciful, and you want to help and help and help. And all of a sudden, years go by and you haven't been working with the people who are going to be there 10 years from now yes. and are growing and you have a big impact and influence in their life. And you're spending all this time with broken airplanes. Uh-huh. Some make it, some don't. Yes. And those people will not be with you in two years right. guaranteed. Right. So you got to make a, a judgment call. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. You You feel guilty about it. Yeah. But then you have to say, there are people who I invest my time in. they will be future elders and deacons. Yeah. Uh, they're going to go someplace.
1: Thank you for those wise words of wisdom. Thank you. Open-ended question. What are you most excited about right now in your current ministry? Well, two things.
2: One is I'm just about totally done with a completely revived biblical eldership. should be out in October, November the latest. Um, So it's been a big relief for the last two and a half years. I've literally killed myself. I went overboard. And uh, so I'm excited about that. I'm very happy with how it's come out, turned out. The second thing I'm very excited about, the church came to us about two months ago, had a major split, had to fire the pastor. They said, please, would you help us? And so basically I got volunteered uh, to help this church. So I preach every Sunday at the church, another elder and myself, every Saturday morning he meets with the elders and giving them a training. I meet with them Sunday afternoon after church for training. So we're trying to train these elders to care for the church. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a wonder, we have about now maybe 100 people. They had about 200, nice building. It's in more of a rancher community. So the people are really, they come in with their cowboy hats and their boots and it's a different crowd. Yeah. Uh, but it's been very, very enjoyable and they're very yeah. hungry. Very cooperative. I haven't had any resistance to ideas and suggestions, wow. so that that's been very thrilling.
1: That's so beautiful. I know you were mentioning this to me the other day, and I was hoping you'd bring it up. And I just thought to myself when you told me, "Wow, that church gets Mr. and Mrs. Alex Strauch to hang out with them, and Alex Strauch as their as their under shepherd, under the chief shepherd Jesus yes. Christ. What a gift, and and what a great what a great privilege. I love hearing you talk about that. Mm-hmm. If someone wanted a copy of the new biblical eldership book where would they find that
2: well they can come directly to me alex at lewisandroth.org alex at lewisandroth.org just contact me i'll send
1: you parts of it alex as always it's been a pleasure it's my pleasure my
0: yeah, Alex, thanks so much. Really appreciate you being on. And uh, listeners, hope that was helpful to you and uh, even an encouragement to you to just uh, continue to to press on towards following the Lord and submit to the, the under-shepherds that are in your life. So I hope that's an encouragement to you. Uh, until next week, hope you have a wonderful week walking with the Lord and uh, enjoying life with Him. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. God bless you.